Hello. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is podcast time. My Mark, your Trucking Answers podcast host, where you only get me through your ear hole, which is probably the best way to do it, really. In fact, seven out of eight cats agree that this is the 100% best way. Now, we're still in 33 countries with the podcast. Uh, still waiting for that next country. Did you know they list Puerto Rico as a country? So I'm listing through the countries, and uh, they list Puerto Rico as a separate country. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, two downloads in Puerto Rico. Now, if you are one of those, perhaps you're somebody sleeping in a van inside of a mechanic shop, you could perhaps write to me and say, Hello, from Puerto Rico. I don't know. I'm waiting to get an email from somebody in one of these far-off lands like Puerto Rico, which is listed as a separate country. Maybe somebody at Blueberry there needs to uh, brush up on some geography. But we're still at 33 countries, some of which aren't really separate countries. So today we're going to have some trucking news, some automotive news. And in the third half of the show, we will have yet another reason why people are not on uh, living on Mars, you know, why we are not there yet. What is holding us back? Well, there are things that are holding us back, and this is yet another one of those things of why I am destined to live out my life here only on Earth. So, to start out on Monday, remember, I will be live at GP Transco in beautiful Joliet, Illinois, one of the 10 cities that you must visit before you die, according to many travel websites that are fake. And uh, so, we will be live there doing a live show from GP Transco World Headquarters. And last week, if you uh, saw the show live, we were live at Dot transportation in beautiful Mount Sterling, Illinois, which uh, is over there on the other side of Illinois from me. <laughs> beautiful. I will tell you this, companies, if you're looking for to get the word out about your company, Dot Transportation currently has over 2,000 views, that video. Likely, you know, 1,400, 1,500 individual views of that video. That gets That gets the word out about your company. So if you'd like to get the word out, uh, send the word to me, and we can arrange coming over to wherever you are and doing a live show right from your location. Drivers can ask questions of you and get those answered to an audience that you haven't had access to yet. MarketTruckingAnswersNation.com and what all podcasts need, of course, besides this is a good sponsor. So write to me and say, Mark, I want to throw lots and lots of money at you to sponsor this program because it is so awesome. So that would be really great. You can write to that same email address, which will also be in the show notes of this episode. I did a blog recently about this, about these cameras, which just aggravate me. They aggravate, aggravate, that's three words, me to no end no end so there's some more information about these so let's talk about these cameras these are the ones that watch you not the ones that watch the road and there was just an incident uh, at work which is pretty interesting and shows uh, the limitations of these cameras and how they don't do any good really so we had a driver at work and this is something i also talk about these construction zones so what happened, according to the driver, is he's in a construction zone. Now, what do I always say at these construction zones, right? Take both lanes if there's nowhere to go, right? I don't care. People can sit back there. Everybody can gripe for me. I don't care. So he doesn't do that. He's in these two tiny lanes. 
and what happens according to the driver a truck clips the mirror of his truck and uh, so the truck was there I looked at it it's not like super damaged everything still works but you can tell the whole outside of the mirror is basically gone right gone so uh, that's a problem well the mirror the uh, camera at uh, in this person's truck didn't record anything why because the truck wasn't jostled around enough so there's no evidence of anything it didn't do any good where a dash cam a running dash cam would have done good right that would have worked but these cameras don't work for that they're just there basically to fire you in case you do something, uh, you know, and that way they can fire you. Oh, well, we'll fire this driver. But for something like this where it's really needed, it doesn't do any good. Okay, it didn't do any good. And so now this driver has to fill a bunch of forms out and, uh, you know, all kinds of stupid stuff. And still, and now make your case. Make your case with no evidence. And that goes into more of what I just read about. There's some now that are using machine learning and automated intelligence to determine whether or not to set the camera off. So you could get a camera incident and not have done anything because it thinks that there could have been a better way for you to drive. Yes. So not only that, the camera does real-time coaching besides sending the incident report to your company so you can be yelled at by some 22 year old that doesn't drive it also has a real-time coaching software in it so basically it will tell you slow down if you're speeding or you take a turn too fast hey hey stupid you're gonna roll over i don't know if it calls you stupid or not but uh maybe it should if it's we're listening to cameras to tell us how to drive you think that camera can drive the truck better than a person? I don't know about that. But uh, that's what they're doing. They're working on real-time coaching. They're also working on integrating the camera, so it said, into speed limits for real-time use. So you start exceeding a speed limit in uh, you know a city or wherever, actually, it said, and it will real-time coach you. Hey, slow down there, AJ Foyt. You're just moving along too fast. And then if you don't, it will slow the truck down to the posted speed limit. Why? It can read the speed limit signs. So it w And it will also know the speed limit from Google Maps or wherever it's pulling it from. But it will slow the truck down so that you cannot exceed the speed limit. You can't. Because? Why? Because it knows how to drive the truck better than you. What do you know? You're not a camera. You're not automated intelligence. You don't know any of these things. You're not safe. You're not safe like a camera company. I wonder if anybody at these camera companies has a CDL. You know what? I think I'll write to them today and ask them if anybody there has a CDL. I bet it works at the company. We'll see if I even get a response. Normally, they don't even respond to me. I've written to them over, you know, the years here with questions. They don't even answer questions so uh, because they don't care, really. And I, what I ask companies that have these cameras is the ones that look into the driver. Why are they not in your family's cars? Okay, why aren't they in your cars? That's what I asked on my blog, and that's what I ask carriers that use them. Why, why don't your CEOs have them? Why don't the uh, management, everybody that is there touting them, including drivers, too. If you like them so much, why aren't they in your car? Why don't you, if it's so safe, if it's about safety, which is what I'm always told, right? Oh, well, Mark, it's safety. You're stupid. It's safety. Uh, why isn't it in your car? Why don't you want to protect your family with it if you think it's about safety? That's probably more important to you than certainly work. 
If nothing else, why don't you set an example if you're some uppity mucky at the company and put it in your car and post the videos. Post the videos for the drivers to see from your own car. And I looked into it and absolutely, these can be put in cars or any type of vehicle. It doesn't make any difference. So it absolutely can be done, especially at a company that already has an account and is putting them in the trucks. The CEO, all the higher-ups should have them in their personal car because, hey, it's about safety, right? That's what I'm told all the time. Well, Mark, you know, you got to be safe. You can't just be, you know, driving around without somebody else determining whether you're safe. It's not like you can make that determination with your experience. It takes somebody who doesn't drive a truck to go back four days later and look at 15 seconds of your driving to determine uh, how safe you were actually doing. These seem to be just another way to uh, aggravate drivers, and then they can go gripe to the government. We need young people because they're certainly, as every study shows, the younger you are, the more likely you are to accept this kind of, um, you know, watching you. In another interesting study, they found that drivers are not running as much as they could. <laughs> Isn't this pretty interesting? They asked Prime was uh, one of the big ones that they talked about. And as pay goes up, around the country, which it is certainly for road drivers, drivers are not <laughs> using that to run as many miles. Prime said they had way more vacations than normal over the summer. And they believe, and looking at the industry, this is what they believe, drivers are making more money and so taking more time off. The drivers are coming out in the end of the year at the same kind of level and able to take more time off with their families. Oh, well, duh. <laughs> this, so companies are like, oh, well, maybe we should redo, uh, you know, our thinking from, you know, increasing the workload of drivers to giving them more time off. Well, what do you know about that? What do you know about that? That's what, that's what Prime found out. And that's what the industry is going to. It said that People are tired of being worked to death uh, with no recognition and nothing else for it other than some money. The money wasn't what was motivating people. It was the time off. I mean, what? why not do that? That would be the thing to try. Be innovative in the industry. <gasps> Instead of just throwing money uh, at places, how about throw people time off? How about it would cost the same to the company? So rather than paying people extra give people more paid time off see how that works that's something you could start out with now safe driver week just came up well here's the top three things what do you think the number one thing drivers were cited for number one thing and there were about 3600 tickets to semis and about 9000 or so a little over 9000 to cars and I don't know if they were targeting trucks or whatever. Trucks are not a third of the, uh, which would be actually 25% or so of the total number of tickets written. They're way less than that. So trucks got a higher percentage of the tickets written than their actual percentage in the motoring public, you might say. Number three. Number three were drivers that failed to follow a traffic control device. Now, this can be running a red light, uh, California stopping a stop sign. It can be doing a number of things. So any traffic control device, drivers violated that. Number two, number two for drivers, I, I don't understand this today, seatbelt violations. Drivers didn't have their seatbelt on. What are we doing here? You still, what it's, how long has the seatbelt law been around? I should have looked that up. 
a good podcaster would already have that information with them. But uh, I didn't. So number two is the seatbelt violation. Really? Really? What is this, 1973? This is, What are you, Chris Christopherson out there? Put your seatbelt on. Number one, speeding. Yes, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that every day. Except if you're in a single-lane construction zone in Indiana on I-74, where yesterday you could only go 39 miles an hour. Okay, you are not getting a ticket in a 55. All right, apparently not you. Not that it bothered me at all. But uh, speeding. Speeding. Number one violation for trucks and cars, by the way. same. It was the same for cars. But number one is uh, truck speeding. Why are we speeding around? Uh, that indicates to me you're not being paid properly. You are not being paid properly. So uh, companies don't pay to break the law, or they shouldn't. And you shouldn't break the law for them. All, all it's going to happen is you're going to get a ticket and then eventually get fired. Don't, uh, don't do it. Make them, well, I need to find a place to park. Look, make, that, make your problem their problem. That's uh, the only way you're going to change what happens there is if you make uh, your problem their problem. You don't have time to get somewhere. Hey, they got to reschedule everything. That's the only way you're going to do it. They, call, they talked to a couple of these brown nosers from the ATA road team captains yes they're captains they didn't have any rank on those so i don't know how we know they were captains how would you know this if you they were just walking around now one of them said uh, you know for safe driving if there's a lot of traffic like and you can't keep a safe distance from the vehicle in front of you you should just pull over and uh, let traffic clear and then get back on your way <laughs> yeah that's that's practical that's some practical use right there so if you have some kind of delivery to make and there's a lot of traffic, you should just stop and wait, you know, maybe for a few hours or whatever until traffic clears. That's reasonable. That's something reasonable to do, right? Now, apparently, uh, these road, one was from uh, XPO, I'm going to say, and the other one was from Big G, Big G Express. Both of these, of course, ATA companies because these are ATA road team captains. How embarrassing would it be to walk around with a shirt that says ATA on it? Pretty embarrassing. I'd be embarrassed to wear that shirt. Uh, if nominated, as they say, I will not uh, run. If uh, you know, if I win, I will not accept the position. So don't ever put me on the road team for that. I'm not going to go around the country representing the American Trucking Association. Believe me, they don't represent me. Not that anybody's asked me. It's not, Mark, will you wear a, be, represent us? They don't come and ask me those questions. So don't think like I'm in the uh, running for that. But that uh, I suppose anything is possible. The other thing they said, which probably the most practical thing, is use uh, back, backup traffic monitors. Yeah, run Google traffic. Run Google traffic in your truck all the time. I don't know why people don't have it on. There was a big backup, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks, I guess it was a couple weeks ago here in Indiana. Five hours, the road was closed for an accident. Not that far south of me, 15, 20 minutes south of me. I-65 is closed. There are people stuck in there for hours. Why don't people run traffic in their vehicles? Why were there all these trucks sitting out there? They had the, the uh, helicopter up or whatever. You could see it. Why didn't people know about it? It's one thing when it happens and you're stuck behind it. I get that. Google traffic will only help you probably 80 to 85% of the time. But after it's been stopped for two hours and you come up to it and you're still stuck in it, what is going on? What is going on? Google, how much time could that save you hours 
right hours you could have got off at the 141 and gone right around it and been fine it would have taken you an extra 15 minutes because a couple traffic and some lights here other than that rather than sitting in there for five hours waiting for the road to open back up so that actually good advice google traffic use google traffic it's free by the way oh markets for cars the traffic shows for everybody if the roads closed or stopped or whatever you'll know about it because it changes in real time it's based on the speed of Android phones and the speed limit of the road that they're on. It works great. I use it every day. I recommend it for people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in automotive news, the Bronco. Remember there was a recall for those tops on the, this is the full-size Bronco. All right, it's being recalled again. It just came out. Now it has its second recall for airbags. All right, please, I'm begging you not to get the first year of a vehicle when it first comes out. This thing's been out like two months, maybe, when they actually been hitting the streets. It's its second recall. All right, now the people have to bring it back in for an airbag replacement. Because, get this, some supplier, of course it's a supplier, said the person that folds the bags was new. I swear to you, I read this. And they didn't fold them right. They folded it with the fold going the wrong way. And so the airbag was not going to inflate properly. I don't know how they found out about this. Maybe somebody got an airbag slapped across their face or something. But some new person. So always blame it on the new person. Oh, well, we had new people and they don't know how to fold an airbag. Why don't you teach them how to fold an airbag? I don't know. I don't know. Just uh, what I was thinking. Mazda's going to have a straight six in the United States. Remember those? I had a Fairmont with those in it. Straight six. We're going to be able to get a straight six. Now it's going to be a diesel in the uh, world, but for here it's only going to be gas. Too bad. There's actually a diesel electric hybrid for these around the world, but it won't make it to the United States. Wouldn't it be great if that came here? Oh, that'd be super great. Can you imagine 70, 80 miles to the gallon uh, in diesel? I don't know why we don't have more diesel powered vehicles here. But uh, that's what's going to happen with that. They talked about technology and vehicles and that it's a dealer problem that people buy vehicles with a bunch of technology in it don't use it and then are mad that they don't know how to use it and they talked about if dealers would just explain how the tech worked in the cars better that people would be happier with their purchases is that you does that happen to you are you not happy with your purchase because of the technology now i pick a car out with the stuff that i want in it and I use all the technology on the car, right? Blind spot and adaptive cruise and everything. I have all that on the Escape. I use it, right? Just went out to Dot Transportation, I said again, as a plug uh, for them. But growing out there, yeah, absolutely. Adaptive cruise works great. Keeps the distance from the car in front of you. Ford 360 keeps your distance all around you. Lane keeping, and you know, I use it all, okay? I use it on the cars. I do. But, but a lot of people don't. Uh, have it or know how to use it and they said well dealers explained it and look i'm going to tell you this dealers don't have any idea how the stuff works in a car i have never i don't think i've ever in my entire life gone to a dealer to buy a car or look at a car where the dealer knew more about the car than i did salesman poorly trained don't care at all about knowing the technology knowing anything about cars knowing how to use anything nothing nothing they don't know anything about it i generally am the one explaining how things work to the dealer when i went and looked at that jaguar all right which uh, i still love that car in july i had to explain to him basically how everything on the car worked he had no idea 
he had no idea. He goes, I don't even know where the gear shift or anything. And a Jaguar, when you start it on those cars, it lifts out of the console. It comes up and meets your hand. He didn't know that, right? All kinds of stuff. The escape, they didn't know. He's like, well, I don't know, parking or whatever. The, the escape will park itself. In between the lines, you hit a button and it will do it for you. It'll find an open parking space for you and tell you when it's big enough to park in. He had no idea how that worked or that it even had it on there. Like, oh, that's pretty neat. You know, I don't ever knew that. Dealers, they don't have any idea about technology. And the more technology that the cars have, the less they know about them. Even though I'm not a big fan of electric cars, I read about this all the time. People going in asking about them. The dealers don't have any idea and they don't even want to sell them because they don't want to deal with them. All the more technology, they don't know. They're just like, oh, yeah, it's got full of tech. What does that mean? full of tech does that mean anything i don't know is that in the back is that in the underneath where the spare tire goes <laughs> they, they, I, I asked him that i'm like does this have a spare tire which I already knew he goes i don't know let's go check it out they don't have any idea they don't know anything so asking the people to trust their dealer to explain stuff no no that is not going to work because the dealers don't even know about anything about the cars now, in the third half of the show here, I want to tell you why we are not yet on Mars. So I just read about this. I just read about it. It turns out you can buy clothes that you never get. Yes. Now, what does that mean, Mark? I don't get them. Well, you don't ever receive the clothes that you get because they're virtual clothes. So people are spending money, hundreds, thousands of dollars on virtual clothing that they do not receive. Mark, why would I buy clothing I do not receive? Well, the clothing you can wear in Instagram pictures. That's correct. Apparently, the clothing is put on you and a give pictures given to you that you can then post where you're wearing, I don't know, Prada or... Gucci or whatever it is that you're wearing that you've bought, except you didn't actually buy the clothes. You spent money so that you can look like you're wearing the clothes in a picture to impress whoever it is that is looking at your Instagram. They mentioned Instagram, but I suppose it could be on any thing where you share a photo. Maybe you just share it to your friends or whatever. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> so we're going to spend money on things that we are not actually going to get so that we can impress people that we basically don't see because people you see you often would know you don't have these things. What the heck? <laughs> How does that benefit? I guess it benefits the people selling you the virtual clothing. Now, I don't exactly know if you if you send the picture to them and uh, they, you know, put it on the picture. I don't exactly know how that works, that part of it. But that is how they explained it in that you're buying clothes that you don't get that are not real for a picture that really doesn't exist because it's being made up that you can then post to show to people that you probably don't know to impress them with things that you don't have. Oh, okay, that sounds awesome. That sounds like a great way to not get to Mars. And hopefully these people with their fake clothing and uh, their pictures will also not be on Mars whenever I get there with Elon Musk, whenever we land 
on the red planet. And uh, that's what we're going to do today. Remember, Monday, Monday, Monday. Now, it depends when you listen to this. Today's the 8th of October. But for Monday, and I'm going to sing the song in a minute here, GP Transco, right, on the 11th, Joliet, Illinois, live show. If you're up there, if you're a driver there, come in and say hi. Sergey said he'll bring you back to wherever I'm going to be. I guess I'm going to be in the back somewhere. I have no idea. I've never been there. So we'll see how that goes on Monday and uh, get on the show. That should be a lot of fun in beautiful Joliet, Illinois, known for its beautiful lakes, rivers, and scenic byways. We will see you there at uh, that time. Otherwise, have a great day. Be safe. And goodbye from me and Gracie. Thanks for listening.